So what? We watch anime. So what? We play leak. We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. So what? We stay in. It don't bother me. Living young, pale and. Hello and welcome to the Read Entertainment Podcast, episode 189 for March 17th, 2019. My name is Nathan Reitz Ruth, and joining me this week we have Andrew Roa McFain. It's me again. And it's only it's only you, because Earl was going to be here, actually tweeted me saying, oh yeah, I'll be there. And then he got a phone call from his mom, and apparently his mom uh, and dad needed a ride from the airport, so he has to go down and pick them up from the airport. He will not be here, this, and I don't know where Connor is. He's probably crying in his room or something. So, it's just us. And before we get into what games we played and where you can find us, I want to talk to you about my new laptop I bought that's going to be here this week. It's not, it's not actually new, but it is a laptop. And uh, my current laptop, I don't know if you know this, it was, it's like eight years old. And it was bad eight years ago. I bought it for $300 eight years ago, so it's not very good. It, ha- it does have six gigs of RAM, but it also has like, I think an i3 processor from like eight years ago. So if you know about the i3 processors, which I think Aroa does, those aren't very good. So anyway, I went on Woot, and Woot actually had a really, really good deal. It's a... Uh, 15-inch, uh, 1080p screen with uh, 4.2 gigahertz, 4-core, 8-thread, I'm sorry, 3.8 gigahertz, I don't know why I said, uh, 2.8 gigahertz, 4-core, um, 8-thread processor with 16 gigs of RAM, and I got it for 400 bucks. That's pretty good. Yeah, so I was like, yes, I'm buying this. It also has, um, it has a DisplayPort out, an HDMI out, a VGA out, four USB 3.0s, and... And one eSATA and one USB 2.0 slot. I never understood eSATA because no one ever adopted eSATA. And, you know, it was supposed to be supposed to be like before USB 3 basically made it non-existent. Supposed yeah. To be like, like the new Firewire. Yeah, but it just didn't. It never caught on. Um, so this was originally like a uh, it was a uh, workstation PC. So it actually has uh nvidia quattro 2100 m in it two gigs of ram so like it's a it's a pretty decent laptop for 400 bucks uh the only problem is it does weigh six pounds so it's a little Eh, heavy yeah i'm just whatever i don't care and i think the battery lasts about 12 minutes on a on a full charge but a workstation workstation laptop will do that to you so uh i'm really i'm I'm actually really excited because my laptop right now like it has trouble uh running like a youtube video uh and anything else like it can display the youtube video fine but if you try to do anything else on it it just it bogs it down what were you gonna say nothing okay okay you know it's, it's a good thing i found out how to uh delete awkward silences from uh from audacity without too much editing so i'm really excited about the truncate silence yeah truncate silence i didn't even know what that did and then i started using it and it's it's great oh and if i wanted to i could upgrade this to uh 32 gigs of uh ram for some reason why i would need that on a laptop i'm just gonna watch youtube on i don't know but whatever anyway aroa where can we find you what games have you played this i'm on twitter at aroa I'm on YouTube at a row one three three seven, and I'm on Twitch at a row one three three seven. On Mixer at a row, nothing else matters. And 
I'm going to mute myself. He's going to mute himself because he's coughing directly into his microphone and just getting phlegm all over his microphone. Yeah, I just ate a bunch of cottage cheese, so I'm all I'm all phlegmy. I can't do it. I can't. Did you just eat it raw? Like yeah. just got, I can't do it, man. It's weird. It's a weird texture. Like, yeah, I love it. Like I can mix it with stuff and eat it. Um, mainly meat and other cheeses and then put it into lasagna. But uh, I just I can't eat it straight. And I, I know people who would just get cottage cheese. And uh, actually, my supervisor used to get cottage cheese and just sit there at her desk eating just a big bowl of it, pretty much. And I, I don't understand. Anyway, go on. Uh, what games have you played? Um, so I did a couple of videos actually because I got I got a I couple saw that. of I saw that I got a couple of games for free off of Keymailer. Um, one of them I can't remember the name of, so I'm gonna look right now. Well, I, I I remember watching that blacksmith one. Is that the one you're thinking of? No, it's uh, Nimbatus. I was going to start with the one that didn't suck. Oh, okay. Uh, Nim- Nimbatus is like, it's kind of like uh, if you remember that that medieval build, a, build the machine game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All, yeah, I can't remember the name of right now. But you're building but it's a lot like, like that. But you're building like a... Like a shoot 'em up thing, aren't you? You're building a drone that, yeah, it can be used to accomplish different things. Uh, the main campaign, yeah, you'd, you'd pretty much just be building like a like a top down shooter ship kind of thing, but it's very very complex. Uh, you can do some pretty impressive things with it. Uh, there's also like a racing mode and some other things. You should you should check out my video on YouTube. I already YouTube. watched it. Uh, I'm saying for the listeners. Oh, we don't hey, check have him listeners. You know check him video. Watch it. Uh, the the developer watched it and approved it. So that, well, that's did, oh, did it. they? Yeah. Did they comment they on it? Oh. Mm-hmm. What'd they say? Uh, uh, they said they approved of my review and my rambling. <laughs> is that really what they said? Yes. That is awesome. How do they? I, I, hmm? Like, what would they have done if you said this game is shit? And they're like, we don't approve of this. We're giving you a copyright <laughs> strike. That's what we're doing. <laughs> that would have been a much more interesting turn of events. <laughs> uh, instead, I was just like, yeah, it's a good game, but it's not really my kind of game, so I'm never gonna play it again. Yeah, that's um, what you. That's what you said. Yeah. Um. But what's the other game? The other game was way more fun, I think, to uh, watch. The video was more I, fun to watch. That's what I was told um yeah that was fantasy blacksmith it was bad it really is it, it barely works like it doesn't uh, even oroa i watched the video it doesn't even barely work <laughs> like it just I, doesn't I, work I, so so the funny thing about fantasy blacksmith though was that whenever i requested the key i was under the impression that it was a vr game yeah it does so, look like it would be a vr game it seems like it would work as a vr game if it worked at all yeah but yeah I, I i was expecting it to be a vr game so i was putting off doing anything on it for a little while because i was like well i gotta move my computer and get it all vr set up and all that but then it turned out nope it's just a just a game and yeah I very, very quickly realized that it was not going to be something I could even try to do a review of because, Jesus, it, how do you review something that doesn't work? Yeah, like, exactly. It was not a good game. No, the like I, I, I see where they're trying to go with it. 
and it's got some interesting ideas, but the person or persons working on the game just don't know what they're doing. See, I do think that would be incorporating that type of blacksmithing would be really cool in a game. Yeah. But they they did a like this this is it's first off, it's not a game. It's this is a mini game that you would put into like a really serious like survival MMO. Like yeah. something like like if Atlas were good or something like that. This is the type of of crafting system that you would have in an MMO or a single player game like a Kingdom Come Deliverance that you would be trying to get to uh to work within the the main game. Uh but what or, it is Or like since like we I could see it in the that life is feudal game. Yeah, something like that. Like a survival medieval like RPG and they they just take their crafting like really seriously. And so well, tell them tell the listeners what the game is about because we have actually told we just said it's fantasy blacksmith and it doesn't work. But what is the the main goal of the game? So, um I don't know what the actual end goal of the game is, but basically you you buy materials and you put them together to make weapons and then you sell them. And exactly. you, like the main the main loop of the game is you buy the materials and then you put the you put the the iron or or copper or whatever ingot into the the furnace it heats up you grab it with the tongs put it on the anvil and you hit it with a hammer you you bash it out into the shape of the weapon and you put it all together sounds really cool there's like you have to heat it up to a particular temperature because if you overheat it then it's ruined but if it's not hot enough it won't let you hit it yeah you can't mold it well enough like you know what'd be really cool to have in that like I'm just I'm just brainstorming. They're not going to do this because they're probably a p- terrible company. But well, let's not say that they they might improve it, but they probably won't put this in there just because it's it's definitely not um, gaming enough, I guess. So and it would require a lot lot more programming than they're going to want to have to do. So uh, have have you seen the the channel like How to Make Anything? I think it's something like that where the guy is like trying to see if he he himself can make different things like glass and and swords and stuff maybe on yeah so he made swords um but in there he uh, actually made a copper sword out of pennies and he got he actually went through and sorted a bunch of pennies that were before they started using like um other materials like it, they were actually made of copper um he got a bunch of those pennies and actually made them into a sword but they had a slight tent to them because they had um like zinc in them and so i think it would be really cool to incorporate that into um into like fantasy blacksmith where you can uh have something like that's an impurity level and it even if you make the sword like a copper sword but it has some different element like tin or zinc in it it'll change the color of the sword i think that would be really cool change the the effectiveness of it as a weapon yeah so that would be really cool if you could do something like that but Obviously, that's not going to happen. That would take way more programming, but... They should probably start by, like, making the actual blacksmithing part anything more than hold the mouse down in a certain section until it stops changing shape and then move to the next section. 
Yeah, I wonder. Like, I wonder how. And also, maybe make it so. Maybe make it so that the sword doesn't disappear whenever you put it into the furnace. Sometime. Well, there's that, or make it so that you can drop the hammer. Yeah, that was that was good. I think. And so Uh, that when you pick up the tongs while the hammer is physically attached to you, that it doesn't cause you to fly around the room. Yes, you you enabled the note (laughs) the note clip on accident. I saw that. Please, please tell me this is a free game. Uh, I don't believe so. Okay. Uh, did you play anything uh, else this week? Nothing important. Okay. I mean, you know, the regular, the regular yeah, old World of Warcraft, stuff. Uh, Fate Zero, Fate Go, Fate Go. Yeah. Get... Oh, it's a, it's an $8 game. Oh, I mean, that's not bad if it worked. And it is early uh, access, right? They, they've already patched it. They, they added mouse sensitivity. Okay. And a field of view setting. Okay, but did they um, fix anything? Uh, fixed a bug with buying ingots. Apparently there was a bug where ingots just wouldn't show up. Okay. Uh, fixed an issue with saving and loading. Okay. Um, fixed an issue with saving and loading metal box. Don't know what that means. Fixed an issue with taking ingots with tongs. Fixed an issue with tongs and anvil interaction. That's probably where you would go to put the uh, put the anvil down and or put the put the metal thing down on the anvil and then it would not stay there oh oh okay they fixed the the problem that i had with the with the hammer oh that's good that's good uh they fixed it by just removing the hammer and tongs from the game entirely and now they're just items that are part of your your not inventory okay then so Uh, so you can just grab the sword with your hand good good oh so you press two and then you have tongs. You press one, and you have hands. And well, the hammer just appears whenever you go over to the anvil. Well, that's not too bad, I guess. I, I really yeah. now I'm really wanting like the next uh, Elder Scrolls game to have a a blacksmith system like that that actually works. That would be that'd be really good in, in like a, a Skyrim or something like that. But Skyrim that'll two? never happen. Yes, yeah, Skyrim two. Uh, it's gonna come out for the Wii U first. I don't- <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so fixed you... an issue with the endless stretching of the blade when re-entering the game. So it just keeps growing. I guess so. <laughs> uh, this game oh, is... fix the problem with placing the sword in the furnace. Oh, good. So, so they're making improvement. They watched your video. That's what they did. That might <laughs> might be the case. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the games I played. Uh, first off, I'll tell you where I'm at. I'm, where you can find me. You can find me uh, pretty much anywhere as Reeton. So Twitter at Reeton. You can find me on Instagram at Reeton. You can find me on Mixer at Reeton. You can find me on YouTube at Reeton. You can find me on YouTube again as Reeton Entertainment. You can also find my website, ReetonEntertainment.com, where I typically post the, the podcasts that day that I do the podcast things, which is every Sunday. And then um, you can also find the podcast if you want to listen to them on your iDevice or your or your Android phone or your um, uh, web OS machine. People use web OS still, right? Or, uh... Uh, yeah, there's actually, there's a, there's a movement to uh, bring back web OS called Loon OS. Nice. Well, anywhere uh, you can, you can get Stitcher, you can get uh, Spotify, you can pretty much get anything, iTunes and Google Play, look for Reeton Podcast, and you will be able to find our podcast and listen to us every single week. Uh, they'll get downloaded to your whatever device. Please do that and uh, leave a comment and push, 
put the uh, put the five star rating. That way we can we can have have more stars, and and the more stars we have, the more publicity we get, and blah blah blah. Anyway, games I played. Please validate this week. our existence. Please do that. Uh, I played Super Mario Maker for the first time. So on, on the Wii U. On the Wii U, yes. My well, it was announced. I believe it was announced while I was in Japan for the the Switch. They're coming out with a version for the the Switch, right? Yeah, Mario and, Maker Two. Yeah. And so my friend who had Super Mario Maker said, hey, I'm selling mine on eBay since they just announced this. I'll pull the listing if you just want to buy it from 20 bucks for 20 bucks. And I was like, oh, and I and that included shipping. So I just gave him 20 bucks and he shipped the item to me. So I got Super Mario Maker for the Wii U and it was uh, it was all right. I don't like playing Mario Brothers with the Switch control pad because it's not very good. But other than that, the game's fun. And then I played Final Fantasy XV, and that game isn't as bad as some people have made it out to be. It's all right. The graphics are really good, but eh, the game's okay. And I played some Rocket League, and Rocket League is... uh. Sometimes I feel like I'm doing really well in Rocket League, and then other times I feel like I am terrible and should never play the game again. So it's it's an okay game. Other than that, I haven't really played much other than going to work and being single. So that that's that's what I do typically. Anyway, let's move on to some stories. A couple of which are exciting, and a couple of which aren't exciting. I was actually hoping that uh, we would have Earl on here. That way he could he could tell us if it's actually. If this actually is happening, because Earl works for an airline. I don't know if you know about that. Um, And I'm not going to say which airline, but uh, there is, because of the 737, it was a 737 went down, right, for Ethiopia Airlines? Uh, There were multiple 737s that went down. Oh, that's not good, by the way. No. Uh, Weren't like 120-something people killed because of it? Probably. So... Pretty much every airline is like, yeah, we need to get these out of the air. So Southwest Airlines is actually letting pretty much anyone who is flying in March, they're able to change their uh, change their flight for free. And so it says, unlike most other airlines, this is from Gizmo, uh, Lifehacker, sorry. It says, unlike other airlines, Southwest never charges change fees. What's different here is that you can change your flight to one that's more expensive and not pay a dime. So I think what they're doing is they're taking all of the, the I, I guess uh, I was reading about this. There are two types of, of aircraft that Southwest has. They have a, a, a fleet that is like 170 uh, passengers and there's a fleet that's like 140 passengers. And the ones that they have to take out of commission are the ones with 170 passengers and southwest and most airlines in the united states tend to fill up their flights fully and so you have 170 passengers who then have to transfer flights to another plane that's probably already fully booked and also doesn't have 170 seats to begin with so they are just offering flights they're they're changing the flights from the 170 to 140, and making those free, which they're probably going to have to um, delay the, like, okay, well, you flew, you're flying out on Thursday, and we don't have an available seat until Friday afternoon, so uh, we're going to give you that change for free, so please don't sue us. So 
Uh, what do you think about this? What do you think about them offering free, free upgrades, basically, or free changes to another uh, more expensive flight for free? Um, I mean, that's cool. Was Southwest the is Southwest the ones that uh, they keep killing animals? No, that's United. That's United. Okay. Yeah, oh yeah, you... yeah. South Southwest was the one that I flew on whenever I went to PAX yeah. one time. Yeah, they're uh, really good. They're really good from yeah, what I they're, understand. They're not bad. So yeah, that's pretty chill of them, and yeah. I approve it. Yeah, they um, I guess they specialize in direct flights. So they don't do a lot of like, oh, you're going to fly here and then you're going to transfer. They have a lot of you're going to fly from Portland and you're going to go to Illinois and that's it or wherever in Illinois. And it's just a straight flight. So I like it. Um, I like that they're they're doing this offer, especially since I don't know what exactly happened. I didn't read too much into it, but I know that there's a problem with those uh, those specific jets that they had. Uh, um, my understanding is that there is an there is an AI secondary autopilot that okay. they have included on these planes, and it is separate from the standard autopilot. This is just what I was told. I haven't actually read much of anything, but um, I was told that the the primary autopilot, uh, the pilots were educated on how to disable it. They were not educated on how to disable the secondary AI driven autopilot and the secondary autopilot uh, seems to be either either it's the AI itself that is malfunctioning and misinterpreting uh, certain readings or there may be some kind of sensor failure that keeps occurring but somewhere along the line um there's a problem where the secondary autopilot decides that the correct course of action is to dive straight into the ground and oh, uh, that's not the pilots when the pilots try to regain control they can't because they don't know how to turn off the secondary autopilot so they're pulling back on the stick and the plane is not responding and then everyone dies oh that's not a good thing that is yeah. a very that is a very very bad thing that is a somebody is going to get fired and boeing is going to lose a lot of money thing yeah Ugh. and uh unfortunately i think that ethiopia ethiopia flight lost uh over 120 people so um we feel bad about that and hopefully we're able to get that fixed so well well not us obviously hopefully boeing's able to get it fixed and then whoever is in charge of that division gets fired just yep. just outright fired and they tried i know i know I, I read a headline i didn't actually read the full story but i know that they were trying to blame it partially on the government shutdown they were well. They were trying to blame it on the government shutdown because they weren't able to get the training done. But to oh. me, but to me, what the fuck does thought. that have to do with the government? I know, but but here's my thing. Let's say that's true. At that point, why let those planes go out at that at that time? Either like, either why let those planes go out, or or why allow that feature to exist? Yeah, can't can't you disable that secondary autopilot and just there let has the, to be a way to do that? Yeah. Well, I mean, like like just. All together, like just send an over there the air update, disable that secondary pilot. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, they have to have a way to do that. They they have to. I mean, Tesla has a way to turn on the functionality of your battery because you buy a a Tesla and they all come with like the same features and the same battery, and they just send in over their the air update and be like, oh yeah, you now have access to that other forty kilowatt hour battery that you have in there. They have yeah. a way of doing that. So there's got to be a way to disable. Although uh, in the inter uh, on the alternate side with Tesla, there should be a way that hackers can just enable that, right? 
Oh, I'm sure that there is. That would be it's just awesome. a matter of not enough people own Teslas for anybody to care. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on to Halo the Master Chief Collection. Um, so we've been speculating for the last couple weeks. We've been talking about it. And it was hilarious because this story broke where, you know, Halo uh, the Master Chief Collection has officially been announced for PC and that they're adding Reach, which is... Last week, that's something we said. Oh, we want Reach to be added, and we want it to come to PC, and both of those things are happening. So uh, somebody in that, that we're friends with, Parallax Abstraction, he was in his Discord, and he posted the news, and he said something to the effect of, well, that just came out of nowhere. And I was like, have you not listened to my podcast? Mm-hmm. Because my podcast, we've been talking about it for like the last three weeks. So Halo Master Chief's collection has been confirmed to be coming to PC with Halo Reach, and the release date is not announced yet. So, um, unfortunately, we don't know when that's going to happen. Uh, how excited are you for Halo the Master Chief collection to come to PC, though? I'm going to say it's a solid 7 out of 10. That's good. That's good. I like that. So, uh, let's see. It says the Master it Chief does... collection... Oh, I'm sorry. I was gonna say it does. It does make a good, uh, a good selling point for Game Pass. It does, but uh, they didn't confirm that this is in Game Pass. It will be. It, I mean, it's gotta be right. Like that's that's probably well, they, what they stated that every game, every first party title w- from from uh, Sea of Thieves onward will be Game Pass. Yeah, but this isn't technically. But I, I'm sure it will be. I'm sure it will be in game. So. The Master Chief's arrival on the PC will happen in stages, with each title releasing one by one over time, giving the development teams the ability to ensure each one is right, while giving players a chance to jump right, uh, jump in right away, rather than having to wait an entire for the entire suite of games completed. Um, so, our current plan for this journey, this is a uh, this is from xbox.com, news.xbox.com. So this is j- straight from the source. Our current plan uh, is for this journey to begin with Halo Reach, which makes sense because isn't Halo Reach is a prequel. So Halo Reach is canonically the first game in the series. Yeah. Uh, it's the beginning of the Master Chief saga with the rest of the titles following in chronological order thereafter. So it goes Halo Reach, Halo Combat Evolved, Halo 2, Halo 3, Halo 3 ODST campaign, uh, because the Halo 3 ODST um, multiplayer was just Halo 3 multiplayer, Uh, and then Halo 4. So uh, they will each be available for individual purchase within the Master Chief collection as they, they become available, and each game will evolve and grow over time with community input. I really hope they're not trying to make them like 60 bucks a piece and that you could just buy I'm the sure whole pack. That, I'm sure that there will be a full pass thing that you can that yeah. you can do. I so, bet each game will be either 15 or $20 each, and then the full pack will be 60 or $80. 60 probably. Uh, so we've got Reach. Also, got, oh, sorry. Uh, it, it does confirm a few paragraphs down that oh, okay. uh, Reach will be part of Game Pass, so there, there's no way that the rest of the game won't be. Yeah, so we got Reach. We've got uh, Halo, Halo 2, Halo 3, Halo ODST, and Halo 4. So that's six games that they're releasing all on, I'm sorry, all on the PC. So that is pretty cool, though it will be over time. Um, It does say that Halo Reach in Halo the Master Chief Collection uh, looks better than ever in stunning 4K HDR on compatible hardware and plays better uh, than ever at a silky smooth 60 frames per second. And I'm presuming that's 
that's what that's they're saying that's the xbox one x version it's gonna run you know HDR, yeah because the 4K. xbox one version didn't run it at fucking 60 fps half the time so well the xbox one version uh didn't include halo reach so well i'm I, but i'm saying that like the xbox one version didn't run halo one at 60 fps a lot that's, of the time. that's true yeah i am really excited about all of this stuff because i'm never gonna buy an xbox again ever nope like yeah. there are a few games that are exclusive and that's the whole reason i bought the the xbox one when it came out like halo and a, a few other games that i can't think of like blinks you can't even time. think of them because they don't matter <laughs> i know blinks the time sweeper um yeah, like, they haven't had anything that's mattered since like the 360 i know right so, but like Halo, Halo is the main reason I bought the Xbox One, and I and there weren't a lot of games that I was a huge fan of for the PlayStation Three that were exclusive. Like I don't really care about Uncharted. Um, but to be fair, the the PlayStation Four has a lot better exclusives than the Xbox One right now, especially and since. Not to mention, if you ever want to play Japanese games, you can get them on PS Four. That's true, and not to mention that now the X now that Xbox has that play anywhere basically and uh you're able to just you can get sea of thieves you can get halo you can get uh that zombie game we played state of decay 2 uh you can get all of those on this game pass well hopefully you're able to get halo on that game pass then we're gonna you're gonna see me just not buy an xbox ever again i'll probably buy a playstation 5 but i won't buy in Xbox because I already have a PC that's better, especially if they they actually come out with backwards compatibility for Xbox 360 and original Xbox games on the PC, then I'm just never going to touch an Xbox one again. So uh, unless they don't, unless they, uh, you know, don't make Rock Band. Rock Band, I guess, is the only reason. That's another reason I bought an Xbox was so I could play Rock Band with my friends. But, you know, that kind of, uh, it kind of never came to PC. Remember when they were going to do that and they never did that? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, funding. It was all your fault. You didn't fund the $1.5 million they needed. They didn't They didn't get enough funding, and then they launched online multiplayer on console like a few weeks after that, and I was like, what the fuck? Because fucking people would have probably bought it. Yeah. You said, we're going to put it online multiplayer. Instead of going, yeah, uh, less than 10% of players actually play online. Back yeah. whenever Rock Band 1, 2, and 3 were out, so we didn't put it in for... That's just stupid. Do you want to know? Let's let's move on. Let's move on to Steam. Steam is doing something uh, pretty neat, and I think that you will like this. The Steam Link Anywhere Beta. Have you uh, have you enrolled in the PC? I'm sorry, the Steam Link Anywhere PC Game Streaming Beta. No, I didn't know that that was a thing I could do. Yeah. So uh, this is from Engadget, but it's all over. It's on Ars Technica and stuff too. But the val the the valve the article we are looking up right now is from Engadget. so valve is giving major expansion to its game streaming service just ahead of the 2019 uh gdc the company announced that a release a steam uh it announced the release of steam link anywhere a new feature that will let gamers remotely access and play their favorite titles on basically any machine with steam and an internet connection currently in open beta i'm sorry currently in early beta steam link anywhere is available on the disc continued steam link hardware which you have or through the steam link app which in uh when installed the app essentially makes your game library available to you anyway that means you can stream your favorite games from your primary computer or another computer uh android device or 
Android TV set-top box. Apple is still blocking the Steam app, just so you know, so you can't do it on any Apple device. Previously, the app only worked within a person's home and on machines connected to the same network. But now you can do it anywhere. Uh, So you can theoretically take your phone and use your mobile data connection to play Steam games. So So finally, Steam has caught up with like 10 other companies that have all been doing the same thing for i don't even know how long yeah well i mean to be fair the uh what was it on live they died a pretty painful death no no i don't mean that i mean companies where their specific purpose is you play games on your home pc streamed to your other devices right 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 but this is even fucking splash top did that yeah so i think this is pretty cool um obviously it's it's not the the best thing and in there's going to be a delay. There's going to be a huge delay probably, but it is pretty neat that they're able to they're able to do this and hopefully it'll be effective. I know that Xbox is doing something where you can like download the Xbox app onto the Switch, but I have no idea what you even do with that. It I'm... it really isn't anything. No. All, all it does is just allow you to play cross platform. That's oh, okay. really it's only it's only purpose. So, it says um, the re- I'm sorry. Uh, the only requirements for Steam Link anywhere to work other than having the app installed, uh, you need a good upload speed from your host computer and a strong network connection from the device you're playing on. And that's it. So Yeah, we'll see what its actual playability is, though. Yeah. I, mean, I know that in, in my experience with doing this, it's it's been iffy. You've actually been able to do this for a while, um, doing various workarounds. Yeah, there uh, was a you guy... Could, you could do... Uh, Nvidia's streaming solution. Shadow Play, no, Shadow Play's their recording thing. There yeah, is, I, there I, is another thing called Shadow, I think, or something like that. It doesn't matter. It, it, yeah, it's not. It nobody uses it. There was another way that somebody I, I saw it about a year ago. Somebody had set up their Amazon Web Services server to do this, which I would think would cost a lot of money to just maintain. But apparently, You'd he did the math. Apparently he did the math and it was actually cheaper for the entire year than building a new computer, but it wasn't cheap enough that it mattered in my opinion. So I like this. I like the avail- the availability of being able to play games while I'm at work. That's what I'm really looking forward to. So that's what I did. That's what you did. Not what you do. Do you do, you well, do that now, currently? Now, now I can just, uh, now I can just play games on my laptop at work. I don't have to stream them. Oh, right. Right. You- yeah. I used to uh, install, um, was it, it was was called Moonlight. I don't know if it's still called Moonlight, but it was a, it was a Java application that hooked into NVIDIA's game streaming solution and let me play games on my work computer. That's pretty cool. So let's move on to Epic. Epic, I, uh, I'm, I'm pretty happy with them as a company for the most part, uh, because they're kind of taking the wind out of the sails of Valve and some of the bad practices Valve has for like how they pay their, how they, how they pay the publishers that are on them and, uh, kind of some of the, the games that are put up and are kind of shady and their new hands-off approach. So Epic Games is doing a pretty good job, except for the spyware. Um, that seems to be a problem, but it's unconfirmed on if it actually is spyware. So, uh, well, it, it was says, accessing your Steam friends list without asking you. 
Well, yeah, I guess that is, huh? So the Reddit post, Epic Game Store, Spyware, Tracking, and You, uh, points to a wide-ranging set of implications based on some broad file and network access traffic observations with the Epic Game Store and when it's running. But much of the post is focused on their association with Chinese gaming giant Tencent, which owns a share of the company. And I, I think it owns a pretty big share. It says Tencent is a significant, uh, is a significant but... Minority sh- minority shareholder in Epic. Uh, it's Todd Sweeney said who's the CEO and he's a co-founder. Uh, it says I'm the one controlling shareholder. I'm the controlling shareholder of Epic. The decisions Epic makes are ultimately my decisions made here in North Carolina based on my beliefs as a game developer about what the industry needs. So it. It goes on and blah, blah, blah. Basically, the thing is that, as you said, the St- your Steam friends list was shared with Epic before uh, you actually allowed them to, which they actually say here at the end. It says... Um, uh, the launcher makes an un- makes an encrypted local copy of your local config.vdf steam file automatically and without user permission. However, the hashed file is only sent to Epic if you choose to import your Steam friends list to Epic Game Store in order to find potential machines. Uh, I'm sorry, matches uh with others that have opted in. So it's saying that it when you install epic game launch it automatically goes and it grabs this this steam config file and then it kind of sits there and then when you press the button to import your steam friends list it then takes that file and and uses that file to pull your friends from but it also goes here and they said that sweeney said that epic was making local access to steam files without direct permission uh might justifiably wrong uh rub some users the wrong way and he's his quote says you guys are right that we ought to only access that file after the user chooses to import steam friend the current implementation was a remnant left over from our rush to implement the social features in the early days of Fortnite. it's actually my fault for, for pushing the launcher team to support it super quickly and then identifying what we might change. Since the issue came to the forefront, we are going fix it. So uh, I like that response, actually. I like that um, the CEO took complete ownership of that fact, that they're they're taking that file without permission. And it's saying, hey, you know what? We messed up. We're going to fix it. What's your thoughts on this, Aroa? I mean, whatever. I, I don't really <laughs> care either way, to be honest. I don't really care like... either. <laughs> Like, like I assume, it, I assume they're going to do this anyway. I assume whenever I install an app, that they're taking my entire hard drive and backing it up into their yeah, servers, basically. So, like uh, th- this whole paranoia, especially about Tencent, like yeah, like, oh, oh no, it's a Chinese company. Obviously, they're just trying to steal everything. It's like okay, now we're just we're starting to get a little racist here when. In reality, all Tencent and most other Chinese companies are trying to do is just make as much money as possible, just the same as every American. Yeah, I mean, Tencent's, they're the guys who have League of Legends, so they, I'm going to imagine they have a lot of money and and everyone has League of Legends or has at one point had League of Legends installed on their computer. So if you're really worried about that, maybe just look at the other things you have installed because I'm sure Steam accesses files, it doesn't explicitly ask i'm sure that uh or i i am 100 percent certain that origin does it so the idea that they're not doing this is 
would be silly. And, and, and it's just the friends list. And according to what they're saying, uh, they don't uh, they don't actually utilize that until you click the button to let them use it. So, I don't know. I'm not really worried about it, but it is good that they are looking at this situation and, and behaving reasonably to, and not just being like, we're not changing it. I'm sorry. Or I'm not sorry. So, let's uh, let's move on to our next story. And this is another one about Steam. And it, it just, I, I just saw it today. And uh, it's... It's a little weird. It's about the commenting system and the rating system on Steam. And the commenting and rating system on Steam, I don't know if you know this, it's pretty bad. So they've tried to fix it over the years. Um, but there's something called Review Bomb. Have you ever have you ever seen a Review Bomb, Aroa? Yeah, yeah everyone has. Like, okay. It happens all the time. It does. All the fucking time. Yeah, like, like Aroa made that video of the Black uh, Blacksmith fantasy simulator fantasy blacksmith Blacksmith fantasy simulator or whatever and uh because of that he had a a total of two people review it poorly and that that's a lot for aroa no it what it is is like every time uh like ann culture comes out with a book and people who never bought the book will go on amazon and just like rate it as as a one star rating that's a review bomb and that's what people do in in Steam as well. So if a company has something bad happen, even if the game's a good game, they'll go in there and do a review bomb, and just a bunch of people will downvote this game. It's well, very the, annoying. But the difference the difference between Steam and Amazon though is that you have to actually buy the game to on be able Steam. to review yeah. it on Steam. Yeah. So, but then there are people who who will have the game and they'll play the game for two hundred hours. This happens with Rust all the time. They'll play the game for two hundred to a thousand hours, and then they'll release an update, and that one particular update people don't like, and so a bunch of people will just who have hundreds of hours in the game will just review bomb and try to downvote this. And I think that's what they're trying to get get rid of here. What? Well, there's that, but what I think is more egregious is when people uh hear that the developer said hey you know i really don't like donald trump and then everyone goes on to the uh onto the the steam page for whatever game that they worked on and they go uh, dev does like donald trump minus minus rep and they, they thumbs down the the thing so then there's all of a sudden this influx of negative reviews that have nothing to do with the game whatsoever yeah uh i i, Which I, I think it's kind of what this is focusing on yeah and so says any uh so what they're doing is they're trying to make it so that if there are review bombs they won't be removed entirely the rating but they will get basically secluded into their own little area and then the user can choose either to look at all of the reviews or the reviews that aren't seen as review bomb. And so it says in a blog post, um, this is again from Engadget, we're going to identify off-topic review bomb, like the Donald Trump one, and remove them from the review score. In practice, what it has is a tool that monitors reviews in real time to detect anomalous activity that suggests something is happening. It alerts a team of moderators who can then look through the reviews who will investigate. And if they do find that there is a a spat of off-topic reviews, then they'll alert the developer and remove those reviews from from the way the game's score is calculated, although the reviews themselves will stay up. Uh, So there's a few things I like about this. First off, they're going in there and they're they're telling the, the developers, hey, this is what's happening, and they'll remove those reviews from the overall review score. But 
people can still read the reviews if they want. I like that. But the one that I like the most is that they're using AI to see what these reviews are. Like say, okay, if it's Donald Trump or whatever, they're going to look at those reviews and then they're getting actual moderators, actual people to be able to do it. Like, could you imagine a website that would just like give copyright strikes and copyright claims to people without actually looking at the product that they're they're doing like without having moderators go and review those like could you imagine that'd be pretty fucked up to like threaten people's livelihoods based entirely off of just what somebody filled out on a form yeah i don't know a company that would do that though i i I just i don't think that that any company would do that or be that egregious what uh, a world that would be i know right Anyway, so I like this. I like uh, what Steam is doing with this. I'm hoping that it it does help because there are some review scores that I've seen that have been very suspect. Anyway, this is a pretty short episode today. You seem seem like under the weather, like not talkative today, Roa. I'm to be honest, I've been kind of out of it in the last couple of days. I don't know why. You seem, you seem a little out of it, but that's okay. Um, We're going to end this show now. And I'm going to go edit the show. And then, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Hopefully, a roll will be awake for it. That would be nice. Well, I'm so sorry. I, I didn't do enough. You're bad. You're a bad person. I'll see you next oh, week, though. Bye. Bye.